Your top stories on Blitz the Sour. Pirates Dent Sundown's title hopes. United overcome Wolves in the FA Cup. Stage 10 action from the Dakar. The Proteus ready for important third test. And the Springboks nominated for Top Laureus Award. Mamalodi Sundowns visited Orlando Pirates looking to close the gap on Absa Premiership log leaders Kaiser Chiefs to six points. Pirates in turn were out to improve their home record against the SA champions, whom they had not beaten in their last eight meetings at the Orlando Stadium. After a decent start from the Buccaneers, Sundowns hit the post inside the opening quarter of an hour, as defender Anele Gongla was left unmarked from a set piece. Goalkeeper Wayne Sandylands then saved from Topela Morena's shot to keep his former club at bay, and Happy Jele blocked Gaston Serino's follow-up effort. While the Brazilians spurned chances, Gabardinho Mahango, fresh from a hat-trick against Polokwane City, capitalised. Lovely ball in there for Mahango, 1-0. That was superbly done by the Buccaneers. Gabardinho Mahango picks up where he left off in Polokwane. He has another goal. Pirates displayed the tactical discipline to keep Sundowns out in a second half that saw Serena go closest. While Lebohang Maboui could not apply the equalizing touch for Pizzo Mosomani's men, who remain nine points back in the title hunt. The smile on Amakosi faces gets wider, with the Buccaneers defeating Sundowns for the first time at home since their MT8 semi-final win over the Brazilians in 2011. Title chasers, Bidvest Vids welcomed Bloemfontein Celtic to the Bidvest Stadium for their ABSA Premiership clash. The clever boys fired on all cylinders from the first whistle, and soon enough, midfielder Batetetso Nange found himself teed up in front of goal by Dominguez, providing a sublime finish to open the scoring. Celtic should have equalised after a dreadful Ricardo Goss error in the Vitz goal handed them a golden opportunity, but Indumi Sumabena fired the ball over an open goal. Both sides enjoyed a fair amount of shots at goal, but both failed to add the finishing touch as Witz went into the break with the goal advantage intact. An explosive second half saw Celtic's Menzi Masuko finding the equaliser shortly after the restart before the visitors took the lead through Andile Fikizolo with 15 minutes remaining on the clock. Witz refused to give up as first Hashim Domingo equalised with 10 minutes to go before Gift Motupa netted what would eventually be the winner less than four minutes later after Celtic failed to clear the ball effectively. Costly defeat for Sundowns against Orlando Pirates, while Vitz had to fight back from a goal down to beat Celtic. Plenty of APSA Premiership action still ahead, with Black Leopards hosting the log leaders Kaiser Chiefs and Supersport United entertaining Sundowns. You can catch it all on your World of Champions. Defeat to Orlando Pirates now means that Mamalodi Sundowns are nine points behind Kaiser Chiefs, who still sits top of the log after 17 games. Vitz, after their victory against Bloom Celtic, remain in fourth spot. 
three points still separates 11th from 16th on the long with Pulukwane City, Black Leopards and Amazulu all still in the danger zone. Manchester United and Wolves required a replay after playing out a goalless draw in their FA Cup third round tie at Molyneux. Daniel James forced an early save from John Ruddy after Juan Mata played a delightful ball over the top of the visitors' defence. Wolves seem to have gone in front, but Neto's 10th-minute effort following a mistake by Fred was ruled out by VAR. Raul Jimenez was adjudged to have handled the ball, which allowed Neto to strike. Ruddy made some smart stops before the half-time interval to keep scores level. He dealt with Mutter's diagonal shot and then denied James the chance to put United in front. James enjoying one of his better games in recent weeks went close again following the resumption of the second 45 before a hopeful ball upfield from defender Harry Maguire caused Wolves problems. That's nice from Martial, into Mata, Mata flag stays down, and he's finished! Mata's goal sent United into the fourth round, but there will be concern in the United camp ahead of Sunday's big game at Anfield. Marcus Rashford holding his lower back was forced from the field after playing just seven minutes in the second half. United, after advancing past Wolves, will face either Tranmere Rovers or Watford in the fourth round, their replay was postponed due to a waterlogged pitch and has been rescheduled for the 23rd of January. Match day 23 in the Premier League has plenty of exciting matches. Manchester City take on Crystal Palace while Arsenal will be at home against Sheffield United. Liverpool will clash with Manchester United in what is the blockbuster tie of match day 23. The next round of La Liga action kicks off with a clash between Leganes and Getafe. Real Madrid entertains Sevilla, Atletico Madrid are away at Aiba, while the round concludes at the new Camp as Barcelona entertain Granada. Lazio and Sampdoria kick off match day 20 of the Serie A, with Inter Milan and Juventus also in action over the weekend. You can catch live coverage on Supersport. The 10th stage of the 42nd Dakar Rally was a disastrous one for Toyota Gazoo Racing. Nasser Alatia and Mathieu Bemel started the day just 24 seconds adrift of leaders Carlos Sainz and Lucas Cruz. But by the end, they were a massive 18 minutes and 10 seconds behind. Today it looks like we got a bit of drama with Nasser and Mathieu. From what we can see, they might have been lost, but you know, I don't want to say that because uh, Mathieu is one of the best. But it does look like there was a bit of a navigation issue where Carlos uh, came and Stefan went one way. NASA went the other way with Matthew, uh, so uh, we're 17 minutes down from Carlos at the neutralization. Uh, nothing uh, over here, oh, but still long way tomorrow, 80 kilometer uh, uh, sand dunes like this, you know. I think it will be difficult for everybody and uh, Carlos open and uh, yeah, it will be not easy, but okay. Uh, uh, today, uh, a little bit disappointed. Janiel de Villiers is sixth overall, Bernard Tenbrinker seventh, while Fernando Alonso dropped out of the top ten after suffering a roll early in the stage. I think that actually we had very good luck. The news of the day is that we are here and we are 14th on our first Dakar. We're still running and nothing too serious has happened. The other day we lost two and a half hours, but fortunately today we lost less. Other drivers haven't even finished. This kind of thing happens. 
We are very lucky to be here and we really want to leave tomorrow. The Dakar rally is a tough race. It proves that every day, but we don't give up. We are not here to just participate. We are here to race, try to make good times, win stages and do well. It is what we like to do. We're here in Port Elizabeth for the third test um, and a very important one for us. We had a couple of days off. Everyone went back to their own homes to freshen up mentally and then we've been practicing really hard the last three days to making sure that we are up for which will be a big game uh, against a strong team. Um, first two test matches show that there's not a lot between the two teams. Ben Stokes, as everyone knows, has been a been a really good cricketer for them over the last year or so, especially in all formats. Um, you know, almost occasionally, when the occasion is big, he, he jumps up right to the forefront and puts in big performances. Um, so it's about making sure we keep guys like that, try and keep them quiet. If you do, they they do play a huge role in their team. Um, you know, someone like him and Joe Root, those two guys, if you can keep making sure that we keep them quiet for the next two games, we'll have a good chance. St George's brings a unique set of, set of circumstances. No, normally the, the reverse swing can play a bit of a role here, depending on what the weather is like. Uh, obviously if there's a bit of rain through the test match, then that don't really have a factor. Um, wicket tends to be a little bit slower, but more tennis ball here. year. Um, and then a spinner can also play a role here. So hopefully for Kesh that will be um, in his favour and he can, he can also have a really good match. With best figures of 5 for 59, Maharaj has taken 12 wickets in four test matches at St George's. But who does the SA captain hope will be the Proteus game changers? I'm back in KG. Um, I feel like KG has a performance around the corner with him. Um, he was last year, I remember, against Australia. He was um, rocket fire. He was bowling really well. So I'm hoping uh, that he comes through with the ball and then with the, with the bat myself. A driven Faf Duplessis is hungry for runs and has a record to rival at St George's, averaging 73 in six matches played with 200s and 350s. I really have to be strong mentally and that's something that I've also done a lot of work with this week is to try and make sure that I'm as mentally strong as possible to put myself in the best mental state to score runs. I'm a crucial part of our batting lineup, and, and obviously Runs is for me is, is, is vital for us as a team. You know, I'm one of those players that we just spoke about in the England team that if you can keep them quiet, then you can keep the batting lineup quiet. So, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm motivated for this test match to put in a big play for, for the team. 1957. The last time South Africa won a test match against England at St George's Park in Port Elizabeth. A stat England will be well aware of when the third test between the teams get underway. With the series locked at one all, the third test will provide little room for error. Yeah, I think we need to use today's session to find that out and make sure that we're really clear going into a five-day game that um, they're, they're able to stand up to that and the challenges that that will bring um, you know, physically uh, and mentally having having not played for a little while so it's uh i think it'd be sen a sensible thing to do is to make sure that we hold off um get more information on the pitch as well and more information on where they're at mark wood is said to make his return in the third test against south africa with jofra archer unable to prove his match fitness and chris wokes appearing to be out of favor the slow st george's pitch however could have the final say though i think with jofra is 
as I've said a number of times, he's 24 years old, he's right at the start of his career, he's got a huge amount of ability and in seven test matches got three five wicket holes. It's, it's clear to see what he's capable of doing, but he's very much at the start and I think managing workloads is a very important part of it as well. He's played a huge amount of cricket since he's come into the international arena and um, we've seen a little bit of pushback from his body with that, with that elbow injury um, and I think it's important that of course, if he's fit and ready to go, you want him in your side. Uh, but you've also got to make sure that he's 100% ready and he can deliver you know, all of his skills, not just being able to seam it around and swing it, but all at 90 miles an hour too. And um, you know, we've got to look after him as a as a player and and his career as well as just trying to obviously win this series. With the series level, it's all to play for as South Africa and England head to the Eastern Cape for their third test. And you can catch it live on your World of Champions. The International Cricket Council has rewarded Ben Stokes for his incredible 2019 season. The Indian cricketer has been named as the ICC 2019 Player of the Year, bagging the Sir Garfield Sobers Trophy for his exploits in both test and one-day internationals. Australian paceman Pat Cummins was named Test Player of the Year for an incredible season which saw Australia claim the ashes and reaffirm themselves as a dominant Test nation. India's captain Virat Kohli was awarded the Spirit of Cricket Award for his gesture during the World Cup against Australia. Kohli encouraged the crowd to support the Aussie skipper Steve Smith rather than heckle him after his return to cricket from suspension. It's part of um, um, you know camaraderie that that sportsmen must have with each other. Um, and that moment was purely um, understanding uh, an individual's uh, situation. I don't think uh, a guy who's coming out of a situation like that needs to be taken advantage of. I think you can, you can sledge, you can, you can have banter on the field, you can say you know, things to the opposition in terms of wanting to beat them, but booing someone, I, I, I don't think it's in, in the spirit of any sport and I totally don't endorse it and also, that should not be a representation of our fans and what we stand um, as, a, as a cricketing nation and a sporting nation. So, Ben Stokes, the big winner as Cricketer of the Year, with Australia's Marnes Labaskachny being named Emerging Cricketer of the Year. In the women's category, Elise Perry of Australia emerged as the big winner, named Cricketer of the Year and Women's ODI Cricketer of the Year. The only South African to feature in the list of awards is Liesl Lee, who was named in the Women's T20 Team of the Year. India and Australia meet in the penultimate one dare with the tourists one up in the three-match series. The game will come to you live on Supersport, weather permitting. The Springboks have been nominated in the Team of the Year category at the Laureus World Sports Awards to be held in Berlin next month. The Springboks, who won the 2019 Rugby World Cup in Japan, are up against Jurgen Klopp's Champions League winning Liverpool side, the World Cup winning USA women's football team, Formula One World Champions Mercedes and the Toronto Raptors, the first Canadian team to win the NBA championship. The Springboks won the category at the 2008 awards, having triumphed at the 2007 Rugby World Cup. Among the standouts in the other categories is Kenyan Elliot Kipchoge, the first athlete to run a marathon in under two hours. He is in contention for the Sportsman of the Year award alongside world number one tennis star Rafael Nadal, F1 world champion Lewis Hamilton, MotoGP champion Marc Marquez, FIFA world footballer of the year Lionel Messi 
and Tiger Woods, who won his 15th major at the Masters. In the Sportswoman of the Year category, gymnast Simone Biles is nominated alongside track and field Alison Felix and Shelly-Ann Fraser-Price. And the FIFA Women's World Cup standout, Megan Rapino. Completing the nominees are Japanese tennis professional Nomi Osaka and American skier Michaela Schifrin. At 15, Coco Golf is the youngest nominated athlete for the 2020 awards and is in the breakthrough of the year category.